Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Welcome to the 17th episode with Coach Ola. Today's guest is Catherine Zabin. And today's episode, we will talk about on how to meal prep for Ramadan and during Ramadan. And what is an ideal suhoor and iftar and much more. So are you guys ready? Let's welcome Catherine. Assalamu alaikum, Catherine. How are you today? Hi, Ola. I'm great. How are you? Alhamdulillah, good. And so, Catherine, tell us about yourself. And what you currently do? I am, uh, first and foremost, I am a mother of three girls. I have three daughters. I currently, I am a fitness nutrition specialist. I also am a holistic health coach and nutritionist. And right now, I train different athletes to get to their best shape by eating healthy foods. (laughs) Yay. And I love, obviously, that you mentioned fitness. So that's so cool. On a regular basis, what initial steps do you recommend for beginners to start with for meal pr- preparations? You know, everyone is different. Everyone has a different body composition. Everybody has a different weight, size, height. So, it, you know, when it comes to diet and health and fitness, it's not a one size fits all. Everyone is individual and they should accommodate to their own needs individually. Having said that, there's so many information out there about how can you get started to meal prep, meal plan, but the best way to do it is really to either if you go to a gym or you have the help of your nutritionist or a dietitian or a health coach, I would highly recommend that you get in touch with someone that knows about what you're about to do and they could kind of you know, enlighten you a little bit with information about meal prepping and meal planning. If you're a beginner, that's a step that I would recommend. If you want to skip that step, I would recommend the the thing that is that it is important as a fitness nutrition specialist to tell people that there's an importance in making sure that your meals have protein, carbs, and fat. A lot of people could meal prep and they could meal plan, but if their meals are not balanced, they're going to have problems with hunger or tiredness or feeling sluggish. So I would recommend first to either hire a professional or talk to someone that knows a little bit about the subject and get started. There's so many articles and help out there in the internet that could actually help you in a good way to get started. First of all, buy good containers, buy glass containers. I recommend glass containers better than plastic containers because plastic containers unfortunately have toxins that lead to the, through the food. If you, if you save your food for a long amount of time, like three, four days, those toxins do touch your food. So I would recommend you getting glass containers. There's three meal compartment glass containers that are sold through Amazon, that are sold in Bed Bath & Beyond, Target sells them. So you could get started to kind of separate your food between protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and healthy fats. That's about it. If you really like to browse through the internet, I would recommend Pinterest. There's great ideas about meal prepping and meal planning. 
But like I said before, this is individual to everyone. Not everyone has the same uh, needs when it comes to carbs, protein, and fats. You know, there's applications that help you figure that out, like my fitness plan or Noom or there's, I I mean, on the top of my head, those are the only ones, the only two that I remember, but there is applications that could help you like kind of jumpstart that process and kind of tell you for your specific body type, weight and height and body fat, what type of macros you should be eating. Thank you for mentioning that because it's so true. Every person is different. Just like with working out, not all uh, workout plans, the one size fit all, same thing with nutrition. And I love that you mentioned the online, but also I would like to emphasize the importance of knowing where you're getting information from because Mm -hmm. not all information is valid, whether it's for fitness, uh, medications, or anything. Make sure you're doing your research. And again, go back to the professionals such as Catherine for nutrition or myself for fitness and consult. I love that. And thank you for mentioning glass. I also need to do my own more glass shopping. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's for beginners. How about for people who are already on it? What do you recommend for someone who's already on the path with meal preparations? Well, if they want to be more specific to towards their fitness goals or health goals, I would still recommend to track the macros. Tracking your macros, which means tracking your carbs, your protein, and your fat daily, it's a huge tool to make sure that either you're going to build muscle, lose body fat percentage, gain or lose weight. That is basically the, the way a lot of people do it in the fitness world, and it's a way that works. I work under a registered dietitian and she's the one that writes my meal plans for me. And I really think that that is the number one approach for someone that either is starting or either is trying to move up in their health and wellness journey. This is the safest way. I don't believe in someone should be cutting a whole food group or cutting fats or cutting protein or cutting carbs or not eating fruit or limiting the vegetables that they eat. I feel like all this is wrong. The best way to do it is being balanced and make sure that you're getting your macros and your micros, macronutrients, micronutrients every single day for optimal health. At the end of the day, this is not about losing weight and being super thin. It is about being strong and healthy. I love that. Say it again, Catherine. Say it again. <laughs> it's about balance. being strong and healthy. <laughs> balance. What did you say? Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, working with fitness clients, you know, when I started this journey myself, I started it because I was feeling very sick. And I unfortunately have an autoimmune disease. And I needed to find answers for what I was feeling and trying to get healthier and better. And through this 12 year journey, I have seen people that have struggled with losing weight, with gaining weight, with, you know, body image issues, which is so sad. And I honestly, when someone comes and tells me I want to lose weight when they are already thin, I always ask myself, why? Why do you want to lose weight? Aren't you trying to get fit, like, you know, stronger and mentally mentally healthier and just overall health and wellness? It's not about losing weight. It's not about fitting in that 120 pounds mold that we are being fed daily. It's not about that. You have to feel your best at your size, regardless of what that size is. If you feel 
good at that. If you're 160 pounds, size eight, and you feel great, that's fine. It's okay. As long as you don't have high cholesterol, diabetes, a chronic illness, as long as you're eating fine, not everyone has the same body type. And that's something that is so important to acknowledge. Not all of us are going to be 120 pounds and have a six pack. And that is okay. Preach. I have a client that <laughs> is, oh my gosh, it's so hard though to talk to them about it and to get that mindset because I do have a client just like Ethan and she wants to lose more fat and I had to get another trainer to help me like talk to her like girl you're fine <laughs> you don't need to lose more fat it's more about you know getting that muscles the strength and being more functional you know more active but it's not just about losing fat it's, it's really hard for the average person to understand and so as you and me as a professional that's one of the challenges you're right so then when it comes to Ramadan in particular, what actionable steps do you recommend for meal preparations? Well, if you're someone, if you're someone like me that has a household, a family, and you know, during Ramadan, I try not to be that active of work so much because I do have three kids that are going to school fasting and coming home and they're gonna be starving and my husband. So I try just to meal plan instead of prepping I like to prep the same day maybe I could do some, one or two things ahead but I do like to know what I'm going to cook every single day what I'm what are we going to eat for breakfast and what are we going to eat for dinner it's very important to have a plan always have a plan during Ramadan or not Ramadan always have a plan have your snacks packed have your you know if you're going to know if you know what you're going to cook at night, you're going to have, you're going to go grocery shopping with a list and you're not going to just wing it and see what you're going to do because then it just, you know, it becomes, maybe you're going to cook something that you really don't want to eat and that is going to keep you away from your goals. And then maybe you're going to overindulge. And then in the morning, you're going to wake up thirsty and tired and sluggish. And that's something that is not ideal. If you're someone that works and needs to go to work and, you know, still fasting, I would recommend on Sunday, maybe or Saturday or during the weekend or any day that you could meal prep your meals. I would recommend you do batch cooking, cook large amounts of starchy vegetables. And like, you know, you could do your sweet potato or you could do your squash or um, you could cook your broccoli, like big batches, and then maybe do a batch of brown rice or quinoa and then cook your proteins, your steak, your meat, your, your fish, and then do salad jars. Salad jars are something that I adore and I try to do every single week because it's something that is so easy. You could throw protein in and some healthy fat, you know, do a quick dressing and that's it. You have your food and it's balanced and you're getting all the nutrition that you need. So I would recommend batch cooking for protein, for your starches, for non-starchy uh, vegetables and your and your salad jar. And, you know, you could chop up some avocado, put it in olive oil and then top it off with your and, and that could be a, that could be a meal. And then you will have variety. If you eat beans or any type of beans or any beans or any type of legumes, I would recommend you to also prep those ahead either include them in your salad jars or either batch cook them and have them ready in a Tupperware ready to go where you could just put in a Tupperware and take it to work if you're gonna if you're gonna break your fast at work or just have it ready at home to heat up once you get from work and also another thing that helps is to cut up fresh fruit you know during Ramadan obviously because we're fasting all day we do get very thirsty so I would recommend you know having for the morning watermelon cantaloupe cucumber all the watery foods and vegetables that you could eat so that could keep you hydrated during the day 
that's basically what I would recommend anybody to do. Also, you know, have your, your water ready. If you like tea or coffee or anything like that, have it ready too. That way you eliminate that, that wait time that might lead you to eat something that you do not want to eat. I love that. And by the time of this episode release, we'll have about a week and a half to Ramadan, inshallah. So this is the perfect time, like you said, to meal plan and write a list down and see what you're eating so far and what you can improve on during Ramadan, mm -hmm. inshallah. So as a wife and a mom, how do you manage your meal preparations during Ramadan? I know you kind of touched base on it, but do you have anything more to dive into it? Well, I always consult with my husband what he wants to eat <laughs> because men do get cravings during Ramadan. I actually don't crave anything, but my husband does. So I would ask my kids, you know, I have two fasting kids now, alhamdulillah. So I ask them, what do you guys want to eat? What do you feel like eating? Alhamdulillah, my kids eat very healthy. They eat at the same, the same week, the same I eat my whole, my whole household household eats i'm sorry so i don't have to cook anything different or special unless i have people coming over and they're not um they're not used to eat the way we eat um but other than that no we i i keep it pretty simple and i do we do as a family kind of meal plan what are we going to eat during the week so i could have an idea exactly what to buy um because it's always very it's a very hard during ramadan going to the grocery store every day and i know a lot of people do that Yes. And then when you and I went live on my Instagram, I love your tips. And everyone who's listening on my Insta account, BeFit for Akhira, under the meal prep highlight, I shared the summary of our talk. And she shared amazing tips on how to create or how to prepare a salad jar, which I myself did not know how to do it. So she answered my question and I got into it and it is so helpful. And I know you mentioned when we did the live that Sometimes you also make your own uh, salad or meals that you take with you to iftar when you go out with your uh, husband. Because I know as an Arab myself, you know, we talked about how different cultures we have. Uh, it's a little difficult for a lot of families and people who are trying to maintain that healthy lifestyle. So do you want to talk about it again here? Oh, yes. If you are invited to a dinner during Ramadan and you feel like you're going to maybe not find something that is um, according to what you're eating or your specific diet condition, I would recommend you bringing a dish with you. So, you know, um, volunteer to bring a salad or volunteer to bring a dish that you know that you cooked it. What did you put in it? And, you know, you're not going to be able to, you know, if you eat that from what you brought, you put a big part of that. And then the other things you could eat, maybe the protein from the household that you're eating in, or maybe another salad, but bringing something with you would ensure that you have something healthy to eat that you know exactly what you put on. A lot of times we go to dinners and we find just carbs, breads and pasta and rice and minimum uh, a salad, uh, maybe not enough fats, healthy fats. So you know, I always try to, in every single meal that I eat, include the carb, the protein, and the fat. And that it's just such a great way to balance your, not only your meals throughout the day, but your your sugar levels. It keeps it keeps you away from getting high cholesterol and, and it just, it keeps you balanced. 
So I would totally recommend that if you have an invitation, just make sure that you volunteer to bring a salad or something else that you know that it's going to fulfill you and you're not going to be starving by the time to go get, get home and eat another dinner. That's another thing. A lot of people break their fast with a heavy dinner and then they eat another heavy dinner after that dinner. So we want to avoid that because at the end of the day, we're fasting for a long time. We don't want to be sick after we eat. We need to replenish our our, we need to replenish, uh, with, with, you know, with food, but we don't want to overdo it. Yes. And, you know, I just thought of the, of this question, like right now, do you do any smoothies for Ramadan or juices? Uh, I do. I do. I do, especially in the morning. It's something easy that our kids and my kids could drink. My husband, too. Many, many years ago, I remember I, we used to break, we used to eat breakfast. We used to, I used to wake up super early and make eggs and bread and Lebanon hummus and, you know, Delicious. By, <laughs> by midday, we would all be tired, thirsty, cranky. And, you know, once I started eating, you know, a less heavier breakfast, that made just a huge difference. And like I said, my kids are going to be fasting and going to school. So I need to make something that, you know, and we live in Florida, it's going to be very hot for them. So I need something that is going to give them electrolytes and a lot of vitamins, minerals that they're not going to be tired or dizzy during the day. And a smoothie is the perfect thing to do. Also, having said that, again, in your smoothie, make sure you include a carb, a protein and a fat. Don't do like only sugar smoothies. Sometimes people do like apples and bananas, strawberries and all that. Fruit is great. Don't get me wrong. Fruit is awesome. But fruit has a lot of sugar. It's natural sugar, but regardless, it is sugar. So what is that's going to do is going to spike your sugar level. You're going to feel a rush and a high, and then you're going to drop down low after that sugar goes down. That is going to give you more hunger. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sluggish. So we don't want that. So make sure you include a protein, a carb, and a fat. If you don't know what a carb, fruits are carbs. So include one fruit and then put all the greens, all the vegetables that you want. You could put zucchini, you could put cucumber, you could put celery, you could put spinach, you could put kale, you could put even frozen cauliflower. You could put whatever you want in your smoothie vegetable wise, but don't overdo the fruit and then add your protein and then add your, your fat. Your fat could be avocado, your fat could be black seed oil, your fat could be uh, MCT oil or XCT oil, which are awesome oils for brain health. You even could put olive oil if you want or coconut oil or coconut butter, something that is going, what fat does is that it keeps you fuller faster and it helps you break down those carbs. So you're not going to feel as hungry one hour, two hours later. Oh my gosh, Catherine, you cannot see my face. First of all, uh, my first of all, my family and I we do have lebne, you know, hummus and what, what have you. And for some reason, my mom actually does not get tired from the yo- Arabic yogurt, aka lebne, mm-hmm. with olives. But definitely, the hummus does make us thirsty. So, and then like, but my face cringed when you say the vegetables into the smoothie. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still not ready for this. Like, I'm not. I just, I don't know. So for people like me who are not into these green smoothies, I know everyone tells me just mix it up. You won't taste it. But is there any alternatives? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that I would recommend if you really don't like the taste of vegetables in your smoothies is to freeze them. 
if you freeze cauliflower and if you freeze your zucchini, I guarantee you, you're not going to taste anything. I don't know why freezing the vegetables takes the flavor away and it acts like ice kind of. So you, I guarantee you, you're not going to taste anything. I know I have a, I have weird taste buds. I could tolerate a lot of things that other people can't, but I have made smoothies for my kids like with cauliflower, with zucchini, with, I mean, with stuff that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily, like they, adults wouldn't necessarily uh, drink, but they have. So if a little kid can do it, you could do it too. <laughs> okay. Inshallah. One of my goals is Ramadan to face my fears. And so and this again, is- there's so many, there's so many books on smoothies. There's yeah. so many websites. There's so many food bloggers that just specialize in making smoothies. It's crazy, but, but they don't sound uh, delicious. Like I'm just like, uh, no, it's too complicated. But make sure, make sure that you find a recipe that you like. There is Instagram handle in Instagram that is called simple green smoothies. I, been following her for years and actually was one of the first books I purchased long, long time ago when I wanted to incorporate juices in my daily life. And it's a game changer. It's Her book is a game changer. And even her recipes online are game changers. Do you think, I mean, I would never imagine to put an avocado in my smoothie, but I do now and I don't taste it. That's the thing. I, I like I said, I have high tolerance for yucky stuff, but <laughs> But I know a lot of people don't. And, you know, you need to you need to add this ingredients in your daily life, because if you're not getting enough fruits and vegetables daily, I think this will be a great way to ensure that you are getting at least in the morning, you know, great nutrients to start your day. Inshallah. And so before, like, Two years ago or even more, I used to include Shobani yogurt, which is very high of carbs. And then I stopped that. So now like technically during Ramadan, I usually have my smoothies, the ingredients I include peanut butter, for example, with the protein, vegan protein powder, a fruit or two fruits, and then coconut water. If there's not that much. So what do you think of that? Is that too high in carbs? It's okay. There's no vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you need your greens. I would recommend you. Even oh my goodness. Spinach. I know, I know. Spinach. Coconut water is great, but sometimes it has a lot of sugar and you're already putting sugar with your fruit. So I will just mm-hmm. do water or I will do an almond or a coconut milk. And I will add a little bit of healthy fat. Like I told you, you could add a little, it doesn't, you don't have to add a lot. Just if you could start with one teaspoon, one teaspoon of coconut oil and work yourself until you get to a, a tablespoon. It is very, very important to you to add a fat to your smoothie because you're basically drinking a sugar bomb. You're going to feel great for an hour, but then you're not going to feel great after that hour. You're going to be tired. You're probably going to need coffee. Maybe you're going to get hungry. And the more carbs you eat, the more you crave them. So you really need to... Think about that and add a little bit more of, you know, you don't need to add cauliflower today, but maybe spinach will be a good spinach is very neutral. And I promise you, it doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't Everyone taste like anything. promises that. I know, I know. Everyone's like. Also, you know what I noticed? Do. When you drink the smoothies cold, also the flavor, the flavor of the vegetables and the fruit tends to minimize. I don't know why. So I would recommend if you want also to add, you know, a couple of scoops, a couple of, uh, of, of ice uh, cubes, maybe that will help. 
inshallah i'll keep you posted but what about peanut butter <laughs> i thought peanut butter would be a healthy peanut butter peanut butter is great <laughs> and peanut butter has i mean peanuts have protein and fat but you know some protein some peanut butter brands have a lot of sugar some protein peanut butter brands have up to 24 to 36 grams of sugar per serving so you want to get a peanut butter that has probably less than five grams of sugar per serving. If you really are going to add, you know, the coconut water that has sugar and then the fruits that have sugar, and then you're going to add a peanut butter that have sugar. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a sugar bomb. So mm -hmm. make sure that you read the ingredients of the peanut butter. The peanut, some peanut butters have crazy amounts of sugar in their ingredients. So that's something that you want to avoid. Another, you don't only need to add peanut butter, you could add almond butter, you could add cashew butter. I mean, right now, they have butters of every single nut that you could imagine. So my favorite is cashew butter. And I have found so many brands where the cashew butter has probably two or three grams of sugar per serving. Inshallah, and I'm gonna try this smoothies before Ramadan, just to make sure I can handle it. <laughs> try some and write down some recipes and then yes. just try them all and see and exactly. see which one you like. There's so many recipes out there, but just make sure that you are including your carb, your fat, and your protein no matter what. Inshallah. That's why I'm having this episode before Ramadan so that everyone can take some time to figure out and, you know, get it ready instead of a last minute. And you know what, Catherine? I just want to say thank you again because you help you and other nutritionists also help me understand and really work on myself. I, as you know, I love carbs and I used to eat the everything bagel, the big, you know, the thick one. Mm -hmm. And then I participated, I'm still participating in the research study at George Mason for students who's doing her master's in nutrition. And I told mm -hmm. her about it. And, and I, I know you mentioned that I have built insulin resistance due to the amount of bagels I'm eating <laughs> like daily basis. So she mentioned to get the thin bagels. Mm -hmm. I got them yesterday and I, and I know you like that. You said, good job, Ola. <laughs> but it does. <laughs> like I had it this morning with egg. I'm like, okay. I'm so happy because I, it's so hard for me to cut out like everything all at once or the carbs and body image. That was me, you know, over 10 years ago, eating disorder over 10 years ago, I, I struggled with it. And that's why I take nutrition topics so seriously. And I know that's why I cannot like, when it comes to meal planning or anything, like I don't force my you know, force people to eat a certain diet because it's not just, it's not easy, you know, just to jump on it and then it takes time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we discussed this earlier in the conversation. Everyone is different. Everyone is different. I, myself, I am very different than you. You're different than me. You're different than your mom. You're different than your neighbor, you know, so we can't do as a diet. Everyone can't not follow the same diet i also hate the diet trends i feel like they're so yes. damaging for people and people just jump on the boat of diet and it's just like oh i'm on this diet i'm on this diet i'm on this diet and you know what that happens you know people sometimes people lose 20 50 pounds whatever and that's great you know that's great if they're trying to lose weight but when you cut important 
you know, macronutrients and micronutrients from your diet for a long period of time at the end of the day and in the long run, that is going to affect your metabolism. It's not going to show in one day. It's not going to show in two weeks. It's not going to show in five years, maybe. Maybe it's going to show in 10, 15 years when you're 40 and then your metabolism is extremely damaged and sluggish and then you're going to gain weight and you're not going to be able to lose it and then you're going to develop chronic diseases or, you know, it's a serious topic and people need to understand that jumping in this diet wagon it's not good it's not healthy it's not it, it could they it they could end up looking great you know for a little bit but in the long run it's not healthy preach same thing with the fitness <laughs> industry because everyone is just following a fitness plan that you know an influencer does or whatever and it's like nope like same thing i love it and i was laughing inside because i saw this picture about it says i am on a keto diet but then the picture uh, says, yeah, I'm on a keto diet and there's a key on the toe, like wrapped around <laughs> the toe. <laughs> it's so funny, but I, I know. Don't I know. even let me get started. I'm so <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> you know, the keto diet was invented years ago by a doctor, which and it was a research program, they invented that diet because they were studying kids that had epilepsy. And it actually helped them the, the you know, the amount of good fats they were eating actually helped help them. But you know, there's different ways to to enter and to have your body in ketosis. And I feel like having steak with cheese on top, it's not one of them. There's so many ways that you could actually, you know, train your body to burn that fat. But the way that people are advertising it is not it. You know, if you go to a specialist, if you go to a doctor, a registered dietitian, a registered nutritionist, a health coach, or just, you know, try to make sure that you are, you know, following a plan by a professional and not food blogger from Instagram. It is very dangerous. And like I said, it could work for now, but then you're going to screw up your metabolism. And that's something that you don't want to do. Thank you so much because I'm also not a keto fan either. <laughs> That's why I brought this joke up to hear from a professional. And that when you were speaking about the founder, how it all started out, it reminded me about the conversation, the conference for trainers mm -hmm. when uh, Tabata workout, mm -hmm. Tabata workout was also created, you know, to help athletes, what have you to become faster and whatnot. But now everyone is just jumping on that Tabata bandwagon. Again, like, you know, a lot of people are doing it. Let's just, let's just do it. But there's, it doesn't fit for everyone and mm -hmm, it's, okay. it's changing a lot. So thank you so much. This was super helpful and I cannot wait to keep you updated. Everyone make sure to follow Catherine. So Catherine, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Instagram under Catherine Zabin. And I also have a website, www.eatprettynutrition.com. I'm offering a 30-minute free consultation and you guys can put your email and I will get in contact with you. Awesome. Everyone, it will be in the show notes. Again, thank you so much, Catherine, for your time and your amazing knowledge and help. Thank you, Ola. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong. Be fit. Be fit for Akhirah. Oh,